Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards. My name is Matt Anderson. I'm going to be your host today, and we are so grateful that you're here today to talk about this topic with us. It's called your post-COVID digital strategy. Come on, come on. I'm excited about it as well, but let's just make a clear statement up front. So here's the disclaimer. Uh, we don't, we're not experts. We're trying to figure this out. And so post-COVID, we've tried on a number of things, and some of this works. And we're just sharing with you what we have learned so far. And so we're just putting that disclaimer out there. It's been a joy. It's been fun trying to figure it out and trying to discern what we do next. And we think that uh, we have a good strategy that you might want to consider and tweak for your context. That's right. We're in the lab ourselves, so we're working things out. For something. Many things have not worked. We need to do a whole separate podcast on all the failures. Um, but right now, we're just going to choose to highlight our successes. Uh, but but we're out here trying to do the same thing you do. We're trying a lot of different That's things. It. And what we're going to share with you today, um, like Pastor Conway said, we, we, we encourage you. Figure out what's going to work for you. Just because it works for us doesn't mean it'll work for you, but mm-hmm. you should be able to tweak it and hopefully learn some things from this. So Yeah, that's good. Our talk today came out of an executive team retreat that we had. That's right. And a post-session, where are we going from here? Tell us about mm-hmm. how that all came about. Well, most of you know that your values drive your behavior. So as a church, we're wrestling with uh, what do we value? What, do we, what are our priorities? What are some of the things we're going to do differently uh, once we've been in this pandemic. And so we, we start wrestling with some questions that uh, we think you should be asking as well as we have asked. And so that's where it really started. And from there, we came up with, here's our strategy digitally. So we have our physical mm-hmm. strategy. Now we have a digital strategy. Mm-hmm. And here's how they both blend. Here is a team that's working on digital. Here's a team that's working on physical. And here's how we're going to do the new normal from here on out. Mm-hmm. One of the things we said, we must always mm-hmm. think digital first. So that means we have to have a clear digital strategy. What are we going to focus on? Why are we going to focus on that? How often are we going to shoot videos? What, what, what are those going to look like? What will the priorities be? Uh, all of those questions we had to wrestle with to discern when, where, how, and part of the document you're going to get today answers those questions for you. But it all starts with wrestling with some questions that we're going to give you to wrestle with from this document. And so one of them that we had was, um, do we need a membership mindset model? A membership mindset model. So not only are we thinking digital first, but long-term, three to five years from now, should we and can we create a a membership mindset model? You know, when you go to the gym, you have a membership, and so P, the gym is adding a value for you, and you're willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what the future holds in terms of government regulations on the church, and so we're just trying to process what would a digital mindset look like And what would a membership mindset look like? And so we're asking the question, what can we create a value that people would be willing to pay a monthly 
fee for? Should we be doing that? Should we not be doing that? Those are the questions we're wrestling with and we think are vitally important for the health of the church moving forward so that no matter if the government says we're going to remove some privileges that you have, we should still have a strategy for that. Mm -hmm. No matter if people, because they don't have that privilege, stop giving, you should have a strategy for that. How are you going to use your buildings? How are you going to use your facilities? What should we do moving forward? Those are just some of the questions we've had to wrestle with. Mm. Pastor Matt, what else you got? Give, give us another question so, that you think we need to wrestle with. I'm going I'm to put two questions together. And again, okay. this document is in the show notes. If you go to visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable, you'll find this download. But one of the questions is, uh, how do we make church more exciting? And, and the follow-up question is, is earning the right for them to come back? Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Both of those are vital. Now, earning the right. Every time you hold an experience on Sunday, you are you are creating an environment where the people are going to choose, should I come back the following week or not? So they do that in the physical realm and they're doing it in the phys- in the physical in the uh, digital realm as well. Mm-hmm. So they're asking the question when they see a video of yours, no matter what it's about, they're asking was this did this help me meet a need? And if it did, then I want to hear more and then they'll go searching for you. If they thought it was not good and it didn't meet a need, then you're training them Whenever you see this person, you don't need to come back because the quality (laughs) and the value is not there. So you need to be wrestling with those and making sure that there's quality and substance around what you're saying. Because digital viewership doesn't lie. Church church in person, there's a certain amount of peer pressure, if you don't like what you're seeing, to stay in your seat until it's over. (laughs) At home, there's no pressure. None at all. If they don't like what we're doing at home, gone. Click, gone. They go to the Cowboys game. They go to whatever. That's right. That's right. And all of a sudden, the numbers don't lie. So Mm -hmm. if you're not holding their attention, if you're not being engaging, they're going to leave, and then why should they ever come back? No, that's really, really good. And so another question we we wrestle with is, how how do we contribute to social value? Am I developing people or not? Have people's buying habits changed? And if they are, is there anything that we can learn from that? Those are some of the questions Mm -hmm. we had to wrestle with before we even came to, okay, how do we create value for people? Okay. Now, once you answer most of those questions, then you get to now the hard work of what does value creation look like Mm. for your church as it impacts the community and the wider body around you. So that's where you really have to start asking the question, what does value creation look like? And for us, we argue there are two things that you need to be wrestling with. Any ministry that wants to put something on social media, that wants to be in our digital channel, you have to answer two questions. Is it a painkiller or is it a vitamin? If it's a painkiller or a vitamin and pass the test, then we can put it out there because, as as the word says, a painkiller means somebody's experiencing pain and whatever the content you're going to provide is going to get rid of or soothe or provide comfort to that person. And so you must wrestle with it. If you're providing kids content, what what's the what's the pain that it's addressing? If you're providing content for couples, what's the pain mm. that it's addressing? If you're providing content for whoever, what is the pain that it's addressing? And if you if whatever you're producing does not address a pain issue, then it might mean that you shouldn't put that content 
out for the public viewing. The painkiller. That's it. So we're in the business of helping ease people's pain. That's it. When, I mean, it makes me think of um, the pain of confusion, the pain mm-hmm. of hurt. Makes me think of 9-11. There yep. was a pain and everybody came back to church. That's they right. wanted a painkiller and they wanted answers. That's good. But That's the good. flip side is a vitamin. Well, before you even go to vitamin, so you got to remember, people come to church for different reasons, right? Whenever somebody shows up at the door of your church, it's usually because they're going through something in their lives that's hurting, yep. or they've made a transition and they've come from one place to the other. So now the need is they're looking for people who can who they can connect with because mm-hmm. they just left their family from wherever they're coming from. So you must be asking the question, what what's their need and how can we do it? What is true in the physical realm is also true in the digital realm. When people, when you're looking for eyeballs, mm. people are looking for, mm. okay, I'm going through something. And if your question that you're wrestling with meets the need, then they'll stay because they want more content so that they can find the soothing uh, relief from whatever they're going through. The second one, first one is painkiller. The second one is a vitamin. You know what a vitamin is. You take a vitamin because you believe (laughs) that it is going to help you uh, solve a problem before it happens. And so you take a vitamin, vitamin C, because there is something you believe that you might be getting a cold. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to take as many vitamin C (laughs) pills or supplements as you can to make sure your immune system is ready to deal with whatever the cold issue is. In the same way, when you're processing content for digital, you should be asking, what's a vitamin that I know it's not a need yet, but if I get this to the people, then they will see it as beneficial because it will help them not go through pain later on. And you know it. Either you're going to learn by pain or by precept. If you learn by pain, then you're being reactive. That is the painkiller. If you learn by precept, that is uh, proactive. Now you're taking a vitamin. And so that's the spirit of what you're asking and the filter through which you're running all your content through to make sure that it's adding value to people. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is it possible to give both at the same time or is it different environments or one or the other? What does the balance look like between painkillers and vitamins? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, the illustration that I've heard used before with this is when you when you get a ticket from the from the cops. You drive in, you're going, you know, 40 in a 20, and the cops pull you over, and uh, now they're writing you a ticket, right? You try to get out, obviously. They said, no, you, you, you're violating the law. So they write you a ticket, no problem. So then what do you do when you get the ticket? Now you have a painkiller because you don't want your insurance to go up now you're worried about having to go to court and all that drama so you go and you take the driver's ed class to figure out how I can not get this on my on my uh, record and how I can avoid insurance going up and all of that right so now that's the painkiller the fact that you have that available to you now the vitamin is when whoever it is that's giving it a driver's ed, now when they decide to put comedians as the individuals that will teach the class, now you got to go through this class. You got to take quizzes every so often. Mm-hmm. But now you're laughing your way through it. Now it's easy for you to take it because mm-hmm. it's actually fun while you're doing it. So now you've just combined a painkiller and a vitamin together to solve one problem, which is that you got a driving ticket and you want to solve it. <laughs> that one got a little close to home. Um, <laughs> vitamins, painkillers. Yep. What are what are some 
some other examples of how to of how to work that through with our strategies. Um, we're talking about church in specific here. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that we've done here? Some real examples of things that have been vitamins or painkillers that you can think of. Yeah. So if you're if you're um, if you're dealing with couples, for example, and you say let's 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 target couples, and you're doing a video where you're encouraging couples, if you're talking about how to spend time together around God's Word, that that in essence is a vitamin because you're saying, mm-hmm. if I get them to bond with God first and then with each other, now I'm creating a healthier relationship, which now means I don't, want, I don't have to wait until the communications get really bad. I am now setting them up for success before they get there. If, however, I'm talking about how to have hot sex now mm-hmm. that can be one of two things it can be a painkiller if sex was can we talk about sex yes okay okay it can be a painkiller if they had a bad sex life and you're trying to get a better sex life or it can be a vitamin if it was just average and you want to make it better and so depending on the concept or the topic you can drive it in either direction either something that's proactive or something that's reactive based on the pain that's going on and then you can go down that avenue in any different category of church ministry you can do it for kids Mm -hmm. you can do it for students you can do it for a whole lot of different areas Mm -hmm. as you go down that path that makes sense so you you just got me thinking of another question okay i'm gonna ask one more on this um vitamins, painkillers, how do you know or where do you go to research what the pains are in the culture today? Because the pains mm-hmm. have shifted during this COVID pandemic. Absolutely. So where are you going? Because it'd be a tragedy to offer painkillers, but nobody has that pain. <laughs> and you think I've got the right thing, but yeah. nobody wants that. You've added zero value. No, that's really good. I think you can go to uh, multiple areas. I think you should be reading uh a lot of books re- referring to this whole issue of where are the needs of people. You can go to a bookstore and look up what people are reading and look up what, what the top bestsellers are. You can go to Amazon. You can go to any of these online stores and you can look up and see what are people reading? What are the self-help books about today? Mm-hmm. And that will give you an indication based on the bestsellers of what people are wrestling with. You can go on Google or you can go on mm-hmm. um uh, Microsoft Bing, and you can ask the question, hey, man, what are people searching for today? What are the top 20 areas that, that, that people have problems they're searching on? And you can, you can get that insight and that information mm-hmm. there. In, in addition to that, you can just, if you're a pastor, just counsel people, man. And the more you counsel yes. people, the more they'll tell you what mm-hmm. the big issues are mm-hmm. and what they're struggling with. And then, obviously, you can listen to the news and you can hear the tension points that people are are grappling with and wrestling with, and then you can pro- provide content mm-hmm. that drives those areas. That's good. Did you just drop Microsoft Bing in there? I th- I did, the what did I say? Did I say Bing? Yes, you okay, said good. Bing. Yeah, I, I think that's Bing. a thing. I didn't know, I know it still was. But oh, my gosh, really? Just checking. Okay, really? Microsoft really? Bing. There we go. Microsoft. All right, all right. All right. Shameless <laughs> self. Now, now, when we have the, the painkillers, the whole point of that is to add value. Mm-hmm. It's value creation. We want to add value in every situation. And adding value has changed during this pandemic. And when we talk about digital, your digital strategy right now, it's all changed. Yeah. And one of the concepts we've talked about before we go, I, I want to ask you about this idea of digital first. Mm-hmm. Why still thinking digital first and in the value creation, everything we do is so important? Yeah, so digital first is important because you're always going to be ministering to more people 
outside the walls of your church than are inside of the wall. Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to. And so what we don't want to get in the rut of is just trying to get back to church quickly and then Mm -hmm. getting back to what we used to have because the church and the culture has changed so rapidly. So you want to always remember that it is much easier to reach people outside of your church than it is inside of your church. I'm not saying ignore the people inside the church. Mm-hmm. You're called to pastor those people, but you're called to influence people who are outside of your church. So if you are if you always think digital first, then you will be thinking to the larger, potentially, of the two audiences that you have to minister to. And so I just want to encourage us mm-hmm. not to fall back into what used to be, because I think by the time the next thing comes that disrupts us would be that much further away from being on the cutting edge and being able to be proactive with our issues. Would you say that um, the digital audience, we have a much broader scope, but it's also harder Absolutely. to engage them? Oh my so gosh. they're out there, yep. but that's why this value creation is so important. I, it really, really is. And that's also why when it comes to now the funnel of, okay, you know, you know what the value you're trying to create then you must ask the question, and this is such an important question. Based on the skill sets of the people that God has blessed you with, what can you do really, really well? Mm. That's the significant question. Uh, you, you, you can follow a lot of people that are doing a lot of things, but the question is God's given your body a unique set of skills your, the people on your team, the volunteers on your team, the pastors on your team, if you've got a, a smaller church, all the people that are there, you must ask, what are we uniquely good at? And then you need to ask yourself the question, let's create content in the area that we are uniquely mm-hmm. good at so that you, you stand a chance for other people not only to want to hear you, but they're eager to hear you because you're naturally gifted, and that's where God is leading you. So for us, as a church, we came up with six areas that, that we're just humbled that God would allow us the privilege of, of being okay or, or better than average at. And so those six areas are the areas we're targeting. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can do many more, and we do a lot of other things, but digitally, there are only six areas that we're saying is priority for us in this season. Pastor Matt, why don't you go over some of those and let's talk about them a little bit. Wow, number one is our prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that we stumbled upon has been our morning prayer time. And we started this in the beginning of COVID. We said for the next two weeks, we're going to do morning prayer at 6.45 a.m. Every morning live from our church. Monday to Friday. Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. 6.45 to 7.15. We're going to have a song a time of devotion. We're going to have people um, send in prayer requests live on Facebook and on our church online platform. We're going to pray for them. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to sing. And then we're going to be out 30 minutes every morning for two weeks. We said just two weeks. And um, we're still going strong. (laughs) I think that would be about 30 weeks later. That's right. That's Um, right. That's right. But what we learned was the power of, number one, hitting people where... They have the they have the capacity time wise work or no work early in the morning, mm-hmm. so we got them we got to people where they are. Mm-hmm. Number two, we were consistent. It's there every morning. They're going to be led by one of the pastors from our church. It's going to be engaging. We're going to call out names that we see coming through, and we're going to pray for requests right there. And then it's also been a source of connection for people who join in. 
And it's been one of our greatest engaging things that we've done throughout this COVID pandemic. And we're still going strong, even though, well, I don't know if we're out of this or on the way out of where we are. Right. But it's been something that's been extremely engaging for our church. No, it really, really is. And again, even that we stumbled into it, it was not, it was a strategy up front. Here's all we knew. We knew in this season, people needed to be pastored. Mm -hmm. People needed to be cared for. People needed to be shepherded. They needed to be loved. And so we wanted a presence in their homes every morning so that they know we're here with you. We know this is a difficult time and we just want to be with you. So what was that? It was what we considered to be a painkiller where we thought people were hurting at home, whether it's they're just stuck at home and didn't Mm -hmm. like it and didn't know what to do, whether it was people were frustrated at home because they were with their family 24-7. We just wanted to begin the process of pastoring, loving, and supporting these people. Then it became, listen here, a vitamin because now we're trying to get them to be self-feeders around the Word of God, and we're trying to get them to have a regular habit of spending intentional time mm-hmm. with God. And if we're trying to make disciple makers, it means now mm-hmm. we're training them that on a daily basis, right. this is normal, that you get up, you sing a praise song, you hear from the Word, you read the Word yourself, and then you have your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, uh, laboring for you in prayer and asking God to act on your behalf. And again, we didn't... It, this is something we stumbled into, so we didn't know it would have been this this successful up front. But people have responded mightily, and we have more engagement in prayer than in anything else that we do. And one of the cool things that I love seeing is when we're in the chat and we're calling out prayer requests and we're watching it go, go down live, mm-hmm. um, one of the cool things is over time, as people drop prayer requests in the different chats that we're on, the coolest thing about it is to see other people watching, going in, chatting and praying and calling out scriptures and promises of God mm. and everybody praying for each other. It's not, it's not, it's transformed from just the platform doing it to now everybody's praying for each other on there. And that's really cool to see. It really, really is. So it's, again, it's, it's, it's a unique opportunity that we have. Now, another thing we did was, remember I told you, there's six areas of focus that we are we're honing in on. That's number one. Number two is leadership. We believe God's called us to be a front runner for for churches and to go before and set the tone and the pace. And so we have done a number of different things leadership-wise. We have this podcast that we've started. We have uh, training for CEOs and entrepreneurs that we've started. And all we're trying to do is to help pastors, business leaders, and entrepreneurs begin the process of sharpening them spiritually and then in the area of their own expertise. And that became important to us because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of people in our church with, with leadership skills, and we right. believe that we ought to share with them the learnings that we have learned so that they can get better. Other people have done it for me in the past and still do it today, and we wanted to give back and allow other people resources, all the resources for free that can be a blessing to them as well. And one of the great things about that too has been we do something called a monthly digital dream team meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's a monthly event, live event online, where we call all the volunteers of our church together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come to it. And all the resources that we create, we're able to just give them where they can download. We're able to pour in, invest, and develop leaders online. That and we have something called a leadership college we've even been able mm-hmm. to pull off on Zoom as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So just great opportunities leadership-wise 
to continue that digitally. So you've got to have a strategy for that. Um, well, in addition to that, now we're encouraging all our ministers to do everything on digital. So all the training, we're trying to make sure they're yep. recorded so that no longer do people have to come to church to get trained. Now they can go online and get all their leadership training before they even step foot into the church. And that's been a blessing as well. What's number three? Number three is women's ministry. Yep. Women's ministry online. Absolutely. That's been a massive one for us. It was massive for us physically. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday night, you'd have 1,500 women showing up for women's Bible study. And so now it's online. And so every other week, we have a women's, a women's uh, Bible study where Jada teaches, and she teaches for about uh, 45 minutes or so. We have praise and worship, and then they go into groups to break it up and talk about it. And then in the off weeks, and we just just started, we've got a we've got an experience called Sidebar, where they take up some of the topics they learn or different topics, and they just have a conversation around it so that the ladies are engaged on first and third with Bible study, and then second and fourth with Sidebar. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, a an extraordinarily successful experience where people and ladies in particular just love that kind of an mm-hmm. engagement that they have on a regular midweek basis so that they can get recharged to make it through the end of the week. You just made me think about, too, digital. how digital lifts lids. One of the lids of our women's ministry was mm. it filled up our whole building. I sure did. And we did not have a great opportunity for women's groups. Mm-hmm. And now that we've gone online, one of the things that used to be um, kind of a limit for us or a lid was we don't have a space where women can connect afterwards. And now all of a sudden, because of online, because of Zoom groups, we have a whole host of women's groups that meet after women's Bible study where they can connect from our different campuses for different age groups, different yep. affinity groups. And it gives us a way to expand what, what we thought was at a limit before. Yeah, no, that's great. The next one is we do couples, and we talked about it already. Every two weeks, we produce a new couples video mm-hmm. designed to support, to inspire couples to go to the next level. And it's been an incredible experience. And by the way, from this too, uh, we also started theocc.tv, mm-hmm. which is an experience where all of these shows we now create and we put on that OCC TV so that people can simply go to the website, theocc.tv, and can experience any of these uh, shows that we're talking about because, again, digital first. So while you have the physical experience, we want to make sure there's something for kids, there's something for adults, there's something for women, there's mm-hmm. something for business leaders, entrepreneurs, all of that when you go to the OCC TV. That's, again, designed to make sure that when you go to there, you get Every single experience that we've ever done. And all we're doing, just like the networks do, we're producing about 10 shows in each of these categories every semester. And then we release them every other week. Every other week, one gets dropped, and then they can see it. And if they want to just binge watch them all, they get to do it as well. So in essence, we're setting up the OCC network, but that's not what it's called. It's called Mm theocc.tv. And after you get so much content going, then people can just know, here is your one-stop shop for everything related to digital that one community church does. I see what you did right there, theocc.tv. These are the six kind of programs we have on there. That's exactly right. see what you did there. Everything's intentional. Everything is intentional. Don't forget it. And by the way, just so you know, that's idea of the OCC TV. That is the, that is the foundation of what potentially 
could be a membership model mm-hmm. where it's all free right now, but after you get so much content, potentially, if we ever wanted to go that way, you can say if you want to be blessed by all this content, you can get it for an easy subscription of $5 a month. I don't care what it is, but again, you're just building the foundation now to have something available for, for people later on. It's called original content mm-hmm. that you're building. Okay. Right. Which, what's the next one, man? We've got worship and kids. Those are the last two. Yep. So, so let's talk about kids. We want to produce original kid songs that the kids can enjoy. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Father Abraham remixed, whatever it is, we want to get all these kid songs that kids love to sing, mm-hmm. and we want to put them on our channel so that they can all go. We're not doing it to make money, to sell it worldwide. We're only doing it for the kids that want to be exposed to to worship songs they can dance to, they can have actions with, and they can be fully engaged with. And so that's what we're doing again. We're trying to pull it off over a semester. Every semester we do a different one, and we do about four or five songs that our kids get to know with the dance moves and everything and create them on a by on a monthly basis mm-hmm. for that one. So good. And mm-hmm. our kids' team as well is just throwing out content every single week. Every single the week. things they used to do just on the weekend, now it's available all week. Uh, from all the lessons, from midweek shows, everything. Yep. Our next gen team has just poured in, and they've all they've all become experts. That's right. In seven months on being digital, all things really, digital. Really is. So, so this is an important part. You need to ask yourself, what are you guys good at? What do you really? Mm-hmm. What are you uniquely good at? Yeah. And then, how do we provide content on a weekly basis? And 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 it's going to be overwhelming as you hear us talk about it. But just start one at a time, one at a time, one every week, and that's where you start until it becomes easier mm-hmm. and easier for you to create and to support and add new content on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. But I really think it's critical for the church mm-hmm. to begin this move. If you want to remain relevant and effective in a digital world. Yeah. And if you're wondering, if you're thinking this is overwhelming, you just need to know for us, it's overwhelming too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Nothing we're telling 100%. you is something that we've just said, yep. oh, this is easy. Yep. Let's throw this together. Everything is creating a new rhythm, a new rhythm. I wanted to ask you a question. This is nowhere in the notes. But the whole idea of to experience all of these things in the past, it used to have to happen on Sunday. Yep. And this whole idea oh, of right. value being added at any time. Yep. Now viewing church not just as a Sunday experience, but the other a part of the other 167. You know, that's that's ooh, I'm so glad you said that. I would have I would have been hurting if we had missed this part. So what's critical to this is that uh, Sunday is the day when everybody's online, they're watching a hundred different sermons all along. What's open is Monday through Friday. So you want to use this kind of social media content as sidebars to enter into your church, side doors to enter into your church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so that by the time they come to Sunday, they should have seen and been touched by you a couple of times and have piqued some interest to want to watch you on Sunday morning. So what it becomes is a side door so people can hear your church experience, or people are not only hurting on Sunday. Some of them are hurting Mm -hmm. on Monday, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So your job it is to discern what might people be wrestling with and then provide that content during the week when everybody else is preparing for the next Sunday. You can be adding content on a daily basis to help people get there. Wow. 
Last closing thoughts. We've talked about adding value, focusing on questions, finding out what we're good at. What would you like to? What challenge would you like to give the listener to? Well, well, well. Now the big question is, uh, you, you don't have some people don't have money to do this to to add and to get into markets that you're not um, that you that that's not in your particular area. But one of the things you have to ask and answer is, uh, is God calling you to be a to be a neighborhood church? Is God calling you to be a a regional church? Is God calling you to be a national church? And depending on which ones you're convinced he is, then your your digital strategy should reflect that. But even if, let's say you want to be a national church, you still don't have all the money in the world to reach people that are far away from where you are. So yeah. then you must get real strategic with where are you going to target and why. So for us, we decided, and you can see it in the show notes, we decided that we would, we would target areas uh, that in in the in the United States, because we always felt that we needed to be a a a regional church for this area only, until COVID hit, and we found out that a lot of our church members were inviting their their parents, their siblings, their brothers, their friends, their sorority sisters, frat brothers from all over the country. So then we had to now ask, who is it that we're we're reaching as a church? And then are there other communities like the one we find ourselves in Mm -hmm. that we can reach that are far away from us, but that look like, and by look I don't mean black or white, that Mm -hmm. has the same demographic feel of it. And so we decided that we'd come up with about 12 to 15 cities that we thought would have counties that look like the county we're in, and then we targeted them. And by target, I just mean those. these are areas when, when we show a video, depending on which one it is, we're going we're gonna to also uh, do a little bit of paid content to get it in areas that we did not think we could reach before COVID. And so it's a strategic move on your part to identify maybe two or three cities, maybe 10 cities, however much resources you have, and then try and get your content in places where they would have never been exposed to you before. And I think that's critical for the health of the church and for us winning people to Christ and growing people in Mm -hmm. Christ up as we go. Because just because one person is reaching one type of person, you never know who your voice will reach. And a part of this is that God wants to expand your reach, expand your influence, and it's your assignment to make sure your voice is heard with the people that like you all across this country or even all across the world. Because we have selected five countries or regions Mm -hmm. that we're going to reach out to. We've selected the Caribbean because I'm from the Caribbean. We've selected Canada, United Kingdom, Nigeria, and India. It's all in here, and you can check it out, right? But the reason we're doing that is because there's a strategic reason behind each one of these Mm -hmm. that we think we have a a unique message that we can communicate to that group. Now, I want to throw, I do want, this is just for the listener. Okay, We're, This is a whole other podcast, uh-huh. but all of these areas that you may want to think you want to target or go to, um, you've got to think because when COVID hit, we all rushed to be digital. We all rushed to broadcast our service. And um, you've got to, if you're truly going to be digital, mm-hmm. what is your plan if somebody two states away wants to get saved? What is your plan if somebody five states away wants to get baptized? That's really good. What is your plan if somebody in another country wants to be involved in community? That's good. And if you don't have a plan for that, all you're doing is broadcasting a TV show. Yep. It's not church. Yep. Until you've got a plan for all of those things, salvation, baptism, 
when they want membership, yep. community, volunteering. What is your plan if you're going to these areas and you've got to work through? Do I have a plan? Yeah. If somebody actually says, "Yeah, I want to get saved. Yes, I want to get baptized." <gasps> what are we going to do? Right. And so that's a part of it, and maybe that's the next one we do, yeah. where we just come back and talk through. Here is how. Here's how you now disciple people. Yeah. We told you the strategic nature of our digital strategy. Now what you perhaps want to see is what's our discipleship model? How do we move these people and these people that have logged on and said, hey, I'm over here, I'm interested. What's the process for moving them from infancy to maturity? Yep. And Pastor Matt, maybe that's, that's the next one. Not maybe, one. that's the next one we'll do. Maybe. And we'll show your intentional discipleship strategy for that because for us uh, virtual groups have skyrocketed for us mm -hmm. and we have tons of people in there now that we never had before and most of them live out of town they don't live close to yeah. any one of our campuses right now maybe we'll so, call yes. it something like making the shift ah there you go that's Sounds what like we'll call it idea. making the shift let's making do that the shift <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today um we're grateful that we could just share and if you think somebody else may may learn something from this, please help us out. Leave a comment, leave a rating, or share this content with someone else. And the show notes are available. Visit 1cc.com slash leadership roundtable. Again, thank you so please. much. We can't wait to see you again. And, by the way, go check out the OCC.com. TV. Check and when you go there, you'll see all the content we're talking about and you'll get a chance yep. to just kind of see what you can create yep. if that's something you're interested in, or you'll get to see ideas that then you can go make better than we ever yep. could. That's all awesome. right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you to ladies. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on today. God bless.